This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of the top players in the league, uh, has been one of the top players in the league since he got into the league. Um, as good of a college back as there's been. Uh, and then he's just he's the engine of that team. Uh, whether it's running the ball, whether it's catching the football. Uh, he's outstanding, you know, catching the football too. He'll catch a check down off play action and, and take it a long way, catch a screen. He's very difficult to tackle in space where they can kind of clear some things out for him and just does it all at a high level. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, presented as always by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G with you on a football Friday. lot to do here. We'll get to NFL Saturday games coming up for tomorrow, including the snow and maybe significant snow rolling into Buffalo for two and company there. Pam Aldonado, Yahoo Sports, will join us, talk to the college bowl games today and tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, contest picks. Joe and Paul, tell us where they are about an hour from – or less than an hour from right now. But – Let's, uh, let's talk about Brandon Staley in this game, Joe. The Chargers hosting the Titans. Chargers a two-and-a-half-point favorite there against Derrick Henry. We just heard Staley talking about 46-and-a-half on the total. Titans are free-falling yeah. right now. Three straight losses for Tennessee. Bengals, Eagles, Jaguars. Chargers probably won the biggest game they've pulled off in the Staley era, I would say. Um, or one of the biggest ones in a while, so? at least. I mean, considering yeah, considering the stakes of the game, right? Like, they've had some nice moments, but they needed that on Sunday to keep themselves in the playoff picture. So they beat Miami, played well against them. And we looked at it earlier this week. You know, it's not crazy that the Chargers went out here. The schedule is light, but that's assuming they take care of business on Sunday. I don't know what to do with this game. I yeah. mean, it's easy to bury the Titans and say it's over, but are they going to roll over and die and just lose out, lose four in a row? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think if the number's three, that you can make a case for the Titans. But then I saw the injury report yesterday. Now, first off, matchup-wise, uh, do you want to back the Chargers? Do you want to lay points with the Chargers, maybe a full field goal, when everybody's high on them? Because they're one of those teams that just gets overloved. And then the market moves way too far, and that's usually the time when you've got to go against them. Is that what we saw on Sunday night? Or is it legitimate, hey, their weapons are finally getting healthier, uh, we did not see Derwin James at practice yesterday. No sight of Joey Bosa yet, but over uh, offensively, the weapons are back. So they're able to score more points. The problem is that the same offensive coordinator is still there. I, that's That always seems to be an issue in every uh, Chargers loss. Now, when I'm in spots where people are counting out the Titans, when Vrabel is getting a field goal, and nobody's expecting them to even compete, that's when I want, I want to bet on the Titans all the time. But you can't look at the injury report and make a case. I just can't. So you don't have the explosion on offense because it looks like Burks is going to be out again. Did not practice on Thursday. And then you have a cluster injury situation on defense. Jeffrey Simmons, Amani Hooker, Fulton at corner. None of them are practicing. So 
it's brutal right now for them. So can you, you be in a spot where the Chargers offense explodes? Absolutely. Absolutely you can. So I want to take the Titans. I just don't trust much very much right now. And which Henry are we getting? This is probably a game where he's been licking his chops for a number of weeks saying, I can't wait. I can't wait until I go against that Chargers rush defense. That's going to be awesome. I'm going to light it up. And he probably should. But I don't know. I don't know about making a play there because let's, let's see what the rushing yard prop is. It's, this is ridiculous. What do you think it is, Joe? Did you see it? I didn't see it yet, no. It's 98 and a half. Is this, all right, so here's the question. Is this a Chargers defense fade, or are we are they just afraid to hang a low number because with Henry? Because he, his season so far doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's it's a Chargers rush defense fade. It's worried about Henry because they got nothing else, and he got that number in the first half last week. So uh, the way I think about this game, I, I think you're betting tr- on trust. Do you trust the Chargers? Because if no. the game – okay. Do you trust their offense, though? It's four straight games with 20-plus points. They're, 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 they're healthier on offense, right? They got some guys back. Mm-hmm. They're healthier. Now, I, I know the Eagles were a lot better than the Chargers, but think about that Eagles game for a second. Everyone was like, oh, wow, the, you know, the Titans, four and a half, five, whatever the number was. But the Eagles got up so much, it didn't matter. that If the Titans can't play their game, it, they're done. So you take the under on Henry rushing yards if they can't play their game – Right, like if you trust the Chargers offense to jump on them, it's a Chargers spot, it's a Chargers line, it's it's a Henry Unders. Like this is kind of you could forecast it, right? You could play this game out where it all goes Chargers way. I just it's hard to trust yeah. the Chargers. That's the problem. They're just not trustworthy. But I do think they're better. I think they're a better team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong, but it doesn't mean they're gonna cover the point spread. No, it doesn't. That's it's, that's it's my concern. Yeah, not a game I have right targeted. Like, I would like to, when the Chargers are favored by a decent amount, I would like to fade them. I can't with the injuries that you have in the Titans. Just the talent is not there. Variable can only do so much. All right, let's go to the Bengals and the Bucks uh, here on Sunday. Um, I mean, a couple things that I just think stand out with the quarterbacks before we get to the actual game. The game is in Tampa Bay. Buccaneers are a three-and-a-half-point home dog. Bengals the favorite here, 44 on the total. So a couple yeah. of things, and it's two quarterbacks going opposite ways, okay? Um, Tom Brady, 3-9-1 three, three, and one against the spread this season. Worst to start in his career. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow, he is 18-3. and three. Excuse me, Burrow, 17-3. Last 20 games against the spread. 17-3. and three. Burrow's the moneymaker in the NFL right now. If you want to bet on someone, you bet on Joe Burrow. It's been that way for, you know, 20 games now. Yep. <laughs> You're not wrong about any of this. I mean, it was two and a half last week, and then the Bucks are so bad, they're like, forget that. We've got to move that at least through the three, but they didn't want to make some sort of an over-adjustment. If I'm making lines on this, the amount of people that bet look-aheads is very small. Limits are low. I don't care. I over-adjust. Brady, make me look stupid. That's the kind of year it's been. It's mm-hmm. like we've watched it for 20 years, and everybody's worried about counting Brady out because he came back so many times. It ain't happening, man. It's not happening this year. Maybe some hesitate because it's past the field goal and it's at the Bucks. I wouldn't hesitate. Bengals, covering machine. I do want to see the health 
I don't think I'm going to back off it, but you know Higgins hasn't been 100%. Um, Hendrickson hasn't been 100%. In one of these weeks, the Bengals are not going to bring their A game, but it feels like they bring their A game every week. Now, last week at San Francisco, the, uh, the underreported part of what was going on with the Bucks is they were missing five starters during that game. Five defensive starters. And, and look what happened. go at home. And yeah, and they lit them up. So yesterday... Vita Vea, Jamel Dean, Mike Edwards, Dean and Edwards in the secondary, none of them practiced. Uh, Julio didn't practice. You know, he's had some pop. He's contributed some. And the status of, Win- last I checked, Winfield, Murphy Bunting, also in the secondary, seems to be up in the air. Wait, wait. So you might have a secondary filled with backups going up against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. It, it feels like it's too easy. Well, and let's throw this in. Um, the crew, I was looking at this, the referee assignment for Sunday for this game. The yeah. crew um, for this, Adrian, it's Adrian Hill's crew. They have the game on Sunday. Seven most flags in the league of any crew they've, they've thrown out this year. Couldn't you okay. see if the backups in the Bucks secondary, holdings, illegal contact, like they're going to be handsy, right? If you're backup and you're facing great receivers, you, you're going to try to do anything you can to stay with those guys. Could be free first downs for Joe, Joe Burrow and company. I hate with yeah. that it's over the field goal, but I'm, I tend to be with you on this. I, I think it's a Bengals win, another one. How many points are the Bucks scoring? I mean, this is a good Bengals defense. Bad Bucks offense. They get in a 20? Uh, that was the highest number I had in my head. 18 I know Burrow's getting a 20. I know Burrow's passing that number. I'm not worried. I think I like the Bengals here. More, more, as I talk through it, I like them more and more. I, and I know there's going to be that spot when the Bengals don't have their A game, but like, we're just going to wait for that, and then we're going to bet, wait to bet on the Bengals. Like this you know is what? going on two years. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Look at the Bengals and their their resume this year. If you just change two coin flips, aren't they the Eagles? The two coin flips, right? They have one bad week. The one bad week was the Browns game on that Monday night Browns. on on uh, Halloween. Kind of like the Eagles had their bad night mm-hmm. against the Commanders. But the first two weeks, yep. they lost in overtime by a field goal. And they lost by a field goal to the Cowboys. If you flip those, they are twelve and one, with one bad night, just like the Eagles had one bad night. We, it's just, it's very similar. Like they've been excellent. I listen. I was asked the other day about this on the score, and I said the Super Bowl is going to be the Eagles and the Bengals. I'd love to be see a, it. Be a fun game. That'd be an oh, that'd be a great matchup. Hurts against Burrow. Like look at the receivers: AJ Brown one side, Jamar Chase in the other. Like oh man. So many different fun aspects to that matchup. Bengals going, Burrow, you know, everybody's talking about Mahomes and Josh Allen, and Burrow goes to the Super Bowl in back-to-back years. Yeah. would be phenomenal. It would. I think they played each other, too, in a, was it a semifinal, the college football playoff, the year Burrow had? I think Oklahoma was on the other side. Burrow beat him by, like, they oh, blew wow. him out in that game. Yeah, so we get a – history, yeah. A lot of, yeah, they know each other. All right, let's get to – Primetime Sunday night, not one I think we would have pegged for a primetime game, but I understand why they did this. Big markets, big stakes in the NFC, the Giants and the Commanders on Sunday night. My perspective on this is the same it's been since we got in on Monday. I I just, four and a half is a lot of points for a game that we just literally saw tied for five quarters two weeks ago. I mean, these teams Mm -hmm. just played. This wasn't two months ago. This was two weeks ago. Five quarters of there and they were tied after them 
And now we're at four and a half. And, and what changed in between, Joe? The only thing that changed is the Giants play one more game against the best team in the league. That's it. Commanders had a bye right. week. Giants yeah. got beat up by the Eagles. So really nothing's changed with these teams. Um, 40 is the total in this game. I like the Giants okay. side. So I'm trying to come up with reasons for why the point spread is four and a half because a lot of people have a tough time figuring that out. Well, Washington was favored on the road a couple of weeks ago. So you have that. You have Washington with extra rest, did not play. You're prepping for the same team in back-to-back games. In that overtime tie, the commanders outgained the Giants by, a hunt, by just about 100 yards. Mm, anything else? I think that's about it. So you could make the case that they outplayed them. They should have won that one in regulation. But it does also feel like that's not much of a home field there at FedEx. No. FedEx. Like, there's no home field. So four and a half seems pretty far. It does. So I understand why people are jumping on the Giants. That's all I hear. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody say they're taking Washington minus four and a half. Nobody. What are we at, a four-week the- winless streak for the G-men? Yes. And, I, and it wouldn't shock me if the Commanders win this game by a field goal. Like, they could be a little bit better. It wouldn't surprise me. But also, I mean, the, some of these Commanders games lately, like, they've had a nice run, right? They've only lost one time since October 9th. But let's go through these Commanders wins as they've built up this, this goodwill here in, in, you know, across the NFL. They beat the Bears 12-7, to a game that went through 99 yards. Okay, then it became Heineke. They beat the Packers by two. They beat the Colts by one. They lost by a field goal to the Minnesota. They had beat the Eagles that night. Uh, in in Eagles had four turnovers. They beat the Texans by 13. They beat Atlanta, a game I think you guys were on, right? The Atlanta side of that game. They, they beat them by six, but it was like, what was it? Mariota almost got the ball in the end zone. That, that game could have been. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, and then they tied the Giants. I mean, of their wins in the last two months, all of them, except the Texans game, could have flipped like that. I think these teams are the same. They're both eight wins and a tie, or nine wins and a tie. They're the same team. It should be three. Is that what you're saying? The number should be yeah. three at home? Yeah. Okay. What about Daniel Jones in primetime? 0-9 straight up. Yeah, he is He's 0-9. I'm looking at the stats. Here we go. 0-9 straight up, 12 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, quarterback rating of 73.9. Yards per attempt is under six. Holy cow. That's bad. So let me let me play a little devil's advocate on this. Just off the top of my head. The Giants haven't been mm-hmm. good his whole career, right? So why are the yeah. Giants on primetime for the New York market? Which means they got to be playing a good team, right? It's not the Giants and Jaguars, right? He. The only reason they're putting them on is to play a good team. Giants-Cowboys, Giants-Eagles, Giants-Bucks. I think last year was a Monday night game. So I imagine he's been – what is he against the spread on, on – uh, do we know what he's against the spread in primetime? It's, it's close. It was – I think it's four and five. Right. There you go. That makes more sense. So they've been in the game sometimes. Um, Heineke, do we trust right. Heineke here? I guess. You trust Heineke more than Daniel Jones? Probably. Though I do think Heineke's more likely to throw a pick, like a bad pick. Jones has been protecting the ball this year. He doesn't 
hasn't he done does. it this season. Yeah, he's held yeah. the ball. Stayball's yeah. going to sit him. He knows that. Well, well week one, when we <laughs> threw the pick at the Titans and he chewed him out on the sidelines, it's like he, he's learned from that. He hasn't thrown as many as those. Joe O, Joe G, we'll get back to the Saturday games, tomorrow's games, including weather up in Buffalo next, right here on the Beck UL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.